I should have known you to fall back on George. When I heard country music streaming this morning, I should have known George is coming. <laughs> George is my fallback guy. Yeah. You were on a Kenny Chesney kick last week. Yeah. Well, this morning was Luke Bryan. So. But, and I, is that who that was? That, yeah. This was pre-show, folks. You don't get to hear all the cool stuff we played before. Uh, I'm not... That's newer country music than I know. Luke okay. Bryan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do, I did, and I did not realize that was his song, I believe most people are good. Terrific Those song. are great lyrics. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what does he say in there? You know, you would lose all faith if if people were what you see on the 6 o'clock news. Something <laughs> Whatever to that, that line is a great line. And there's another great line in the chorus that says, I believe most people are good and mommies should be qualified for sainthood. And yeah. Yeah, that, that hits home. <laughs> that hits home, and it could be an interesting broadcast today. The news crews are all on standby. Uh, we will be broken into, um, report-wise, if uh, John McCain passes. They will carry that live as it happens. And we were sitting in here talking with Mark, uh, who will be bringing us a story if it does happen, just about the other significant times. I think— this is my 17th or 18th year with the program, mm-hmm. and there's one other time we were preempted for the entire broadcast. We got to the studio Saturday morning, and about 25, 30 minutes before we were to start, the space shuttle over Houston disintegrated, that ceramic chip on the side as it was reentering the atmosphere. That, that's the Columbia, correct? Is that what it was, I believe, Columbia? Yeah, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um so that, that that was a very strange morning. Yeah, that, um, that morning I was joining the road cleanup on the Beeline Highway with uh, W. Stephen Martin, well-known uh, voice in Phoenix. Uh, I got out of the car because I just heard it on the radio, and he said, hey, you ready? And I had my gloves on and everything. He said, there was a, you know, the, the space shuttle just uh, disintegrated coming back in, and everybody's like, what? And next thing you know, we're in the uh, parking lot at one of the casinos, and everybody's got their radio on getting an update. It was a one of those days. You know, it's it's like a nine eleven moment. You just remember where you were, when you were, and it almost is is a, a you've got this imprint forever burned in your mind. It, it just seems like time stopped for mm-hmm. a, a brief period. And uh, the other time, we were almost to the end of our broadcast. It only cut off like the last. Two minutes, and it wasn't even programming. It was our commercial airtime at at the end of the hour um, when Gabrielle Giffords was shot. Oh, wow. Yeah. We were broadcasting in the Tucson Convention Center for a home show, and a guy that was going to come on air with us, (laughs) and the strange thing, at that time there was a – Gail Bass was working at KTAR on Saturday mornings, Mm -hmm. and she had a nickname, Gabby Bass. Oh, no. So (laughs) this guy that's coming on in Tucson says they just shot Gabby. I'm like, what? What's going on (laughs) at the station? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, she was at some Uh rally at the grocery store. I'm like, she's working at the station. What's she doing at a grocery store? He's like, who? And finally, I'm like, no, who are you talking about? He's like, Gabrielle Giffords. I'm like, who's that? Yeah. And I'm not Mr. Current Events. I mean, in my mind, Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling are still the pitchers at 
the D-backs, and Kurt Warner's a quarterback at the Cardinals. I'm, yeah. I'm not Mr. Current Events. You're, you're reliving the World Series year. <laughs> nothing wrong with that, though. There was nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Gabby Giffords was special to me because I was recovering from a appendectomy. And, you know, I, I run marathons and half marathons. In fact, I was scheduled to run a half marathon uh, the following month. And I had an appendectomy. It was an emergency appendectomy. And I could not believe I went from I could run 12 miles to I couldn't even walk 12 feet. So part of my rehab was taking uh, walks every morning. So I finished a two-mile walk, and it felt great, tired. Came back in, turned on the TV, same thing. I said, why is the news on on Saturday morning, 10, 30, 11 o'clock? What's going on locally? And we found out. Well, I think I think Mark walks away with the best story though. He was in the press room in D.C. when they broke the Clinton Monica scandal. I, oh, I think, he was. I didn't. Oh, I hadn't heard that story. He, wow. We we may have to get him on air just talking. We, we could we could turn this into a whole seven o'clock hour yeah. of breaking news stories. Where where were you when this happened? Right. Well, it is the Arizona hour, so it you know the people and places and things we were talking about uh, really were affecting the state. You know, well, especially the Gabby Giffords. Uh, the situation with Senator McCain, and uh, and of course, you know, when you have something tragic, a, a national tragedy, it not only affects Arizona, but it affects all fifty states. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the interesting thing about this one, though, is it's no one saw the shooting in Tucson coming. No one saw the co- commander Columbia uh, space shuttle Columbia. Columbia. No one, you know, none of those things, nobody knew was coming. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like sitting here, like waiting, like, mm-hmm. oh, he breathed again, not yet. Oh, his chest went up and down again, yeah. not yet. Oh, not yet. It's like they're all just sitting there waiting. And it almost feels like vultures watching a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, a, a yeah. cow out in the pasture. <laughs> but, you know, with Gabby Giffords, it was a beautiful day. It was a, a, you know, it was just a, a, a nice stop. She wanted to talk to her, uh, to voters about, you know, topics and anything like that. And next thing you know, turns upside down. But uh, she's amazing, though. the The recovery that lady has made. I mean, I, I watch her when she gives a speech or talks. I mean, there was uh, there was a point where I thought, well, that's it. She's going to have to, you know, use some other way to communicate. But her recovery just blows my mind. Mm, it, it, I, I I cannot believe it. It's fantastic what the what the human body can do and what uh, what rehab can do too as well. And it is Rosie on the house. Yeah. A little side note, side bunny trail is just current events going on here in the newsroom. But it is a beautiful day, and it's amazing to me how good a hundred and five degrees feels <laughs> at the end of summer. Going into the summer, you're like ah uh, ah. Uh, now it's like hey, it's not over 110. We can go do stuff. Yeah. And if you were looking to do something, a great weekend. Uh, and I have 25 Arizona State Parks day use tickets in my hand are good until the end of the year, 12, 13, 18. Good for one adult and one youth. Uh, you still have a per vehicle parking fee. But uh, – I have 25 of these, and let's give them away. I was trying to figure out, because we're on the second floor and the building's locked on weekends and blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to get it. But if somebody wants to pick these up today, I think we just go set them out here on these uh, break room. 
Oh, the chairs outside? Put them yeah. put them on the table with the per- winner's name on it, and they want to stop, pick it up, and get to wherever they're going. They could go this weekend because the three highlight events I found at the state park, sunset hike at Karsher Caverns. Oh, nice. So you oh. could leave now, mm-hmm. get all the way down there, spend all day walking around Karsher Caverns, take a mid-afternoon nap somewhere, and then go back for the sunset hike. Um, or just go all day. I, I like my naps, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you're lucky, you might have a, a little monsoon storm off in the distance, kicking up a little dust, and then you start getting colors and just these bright images that uh, I like to say are Arizona highways quality photos. It's just outstanding. And if yeah. you're really ambitious, Gary, when you're done with the sunset hike, mm-hmm. you could turn around, head north to the Superstition Mountains for the full moon hike at Lost at Dutchman mine nice i took some pictures of the moon last night it was as it was coming up mm-hmm. um is it lar- okay i i didn't see it last night because i had some cloud cover but is it the large moon coming up over the horizon at this point it's a full moon i think it- a full moon's it, it, i don't think it was last night okay um a full moon rises as the sun sets mm-hmm. and they're usually about an inch and a half off each horizon equal at the same time and i, I don't think they were quite lined up last night but it was as the moon came above the clouds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've got these and the pink, purple, blue, gray cloud color formation. There's just a, a fabulous sunset going down last night, and the clouds on the eastern horizon with the moon coming up. Man, it, mm. it made for some incredible. You know, rainbows shots. are pretty, folks. I, I get it, but you get the, you get that right combination of sunset, monsoon, a little bit of dust. You got colors that'll just make your eyes go, wow, what am I seeing, man? You know? <laughs> and then if you want to get to the really cool country, Fool Hollow outside of Sholo. I, I actually think it's technically in Sholo. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But they've got a number of programs going on at the lake there. Uh, get up to the, the cool country. And past Sholo, but this doesn't happen for another couple uh, weeks, not till October 6th. But this is one. I think every kid should experience. Have you ever been in the mountains on a dark night while the elk are bugling? No. All right. I'm sending you October 8th. Okay. Excuse me, 6th. Oh, there's that date again. Sipe. (laughs) Oh, we're at Tucson, aren't we? That's the Saba Home Show that day. You're right. I I think so, too. Hey, we'll we'll cut early. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) We'll preempt ourselves for wildlife Mm -hmm. watching. But... Elk bugling in the mountains on a starry night with a campfire is something you, you have to experience. And this site, I, which I looked it up on the Google Maps, there's actually buildings there. So I'm not sure what this structure is. And I'm not sure who AES, who's going to be providing dinner, is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can find this on Game and Fish's website, Elk Viewing Workshop at Sipe White Mountain. Wildlife area, October 6th, and that's still uh, in the bugle. September and early October are prime time for the bugle. If you're not going with a workshop, I would probably go second or third week in September. And, I mean, you could go to the White Mountains. You could go to Flagstaff. You could go anywhere in between those and just sit there and wait. You'll hear it. It's, mm-hmm. it's an incredible sound. Either off in the distance or real close to you. The last bugling I've heard uh, from elk uh, was in Greer. This was a few years ago. And uh, it was 
about 7.30. It was still light, though, and I was in a cabin, and all of a sudden I hear this noise. But it took me about a minute to realize, what in the world is that? That is really, oh, elk. Walked out, and I could see them off in a beautiful field, but they were way out there, and there were two of them just bugling like crazy. Yeah, beautiful. It's great. It's great. Falls the, you know, one of the things about hiking in Arizona, I always ask this question, except for the summer, of course. Uh, spring, winter, fall. What's the best time to hike? Fall to me is number one by a mile because you've got the colors. You've got the bu- uh, elk bugling. You got you, you you finally get a chance to cool down after you know going through 110, 112 degrees. So you could get your new Sanderson Ford at eight o'clock. Swing by KTR Studios, grab your Arizona State Parks pass, and be off. I will tell you, we have 35 state parks. We just won the national gold medal for our state park program. We have 35, and with this much rain that we've gotten in the last six, eight weeks across the entire state, uh, I can tell you it, 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 you can't go anywhere that's not going to have a, a greener look, a vibrant smell, the creosote, uh, it, the feel of fall. So here's what we'll do. If you will give away... Uh, I'm going to do these in pairs, and I was wrong. Good for one adult and one youth at parks with per-person fee or one vehicle at a park with a per-vehicle fee. Um, So we'll put two of these together. Family of four would be covered. Just the first five texters, put your name in the text, though, so that when we label it, because if you're going to come by and pick these up today, these are people that would pick them up today, this morning. I just need to know what name to put on the envelope, and we'll leave them. We'll give you more details on where they'll be left outside, but you'll be able to swing up, pick them from the uh, – it's, it's basically the smoker's lounge. <laughs> it's, it's the building smoker lounge is what that is. Just hold your nose if you no, Well, no one's down there on a Saturday. so That's true. We'll, we'll put weights on the table, and you can be off to your Arizona adventure. We talked – earlier about the full moon rising and i brought dr sky into the conversation because there's supposed to be what looks like two full moons uh coming up and i called him to ask about it and he's like eh, no 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 so i said all right let's get let's get the real story from dr sky and good morning Romy. good to be in the house on the house how are you very good and yourself very well thank you so what's this thing with mars and moon and it's supposed to look as big as it but it was really last month well, Romy, this goes back to about 2003 when the last time Mars was closest to the Earth. And by the way, on July 31st, Mars was closest to the Earth in the 15 years since 2003. But hoaxes, inquirer style, run rampant through the Internet, as we know. And basically what was being told is that this weekend, when we see the beautiful full sturgeon moon, that Mars would appear as large as the moon. Hold the phone, stop the presses, because... In astronomy, that would virtually be impossible because Mars, even though it came within 35 million miles of the Earth back in July, and by the way, still good, it would be impossible, Romy, for Mars to be that big, as big as the moon. And if it were, ouch, the Earth's tides would be disrupted, our moon would probably be whacked out of orbit, and so would the Martian moon. So it's nothing but a hoax, but always there's a segue to what we can really see around this event. There's always great things happening in the sky. What will we see then? Well, here's a good one. Tonight, hopefully cleared, a little less monsoon. And Sunday night, folks, take a look at this. Romy, this is outstanding. You can see many planets in the sky and this beautiful full sturgeon moon. So here's what you do. 
beginning just after sunset, the object into the west, that's the brilliant planet Venus. Then just follow the arc to the left. This is the planetary path we call the ecliptic, the zodiac signs. To the left, as you follow Venus, you'll see Jupiter, a little less brilliant than Venus. Venus is the brightest of them all. And then continue to hug that line along the southern part of the sky, and you'll come to Saturn, fainter of the three that I'm describing. Then to the left of that, Mars is so outstanding. You can see it almost as bright as Venus. And then, Romy, what you would see continuing to the left is the beautiful full August moon. So imagine that in just a small view with your iPhone. You know, you could do one of those panos. You'd actually be able to see all these planets, totally unusual, totally amazing, and something that uh, all of the people who will listen to the radio show this morning, I'm sure they don't want to miss. Well, there's no shortages. You know, with all the um – we, you often hear, we won't see this again for 150 years. Exactly. This hasn't been seen for X amount. With how many stars and how we're constantly moving in orbit, you could probably pick up something different almost every night that you're lines up right. different than, yeah. <laughs> and no, than it will have been right. another 300 years or whatever. And the big story, folks, this early morning as you're having your coffee or enjoying the show, here's one, Romy, that I think is always getting a little bit of overplay. Every couple of weeks, there's another asteroid that's coming dangerously close to the Earth. And before the advent of the Internet, obviously we didn't have the technology maybe to discover as many, but lucky for us, most of these objects pass harmlessly through the night. But the interesting part is every week you'll hear that another asteroid is coming exceptionally close to the Earth. And if you read the details, some of these are 4 and 10 million mile distances. So nothing to really worry about, at least from that part of the equation, and no big Mars and Moon hoax this weekend. So how close would an asteroid have to be to break the atmosphere? Very interesting question. We've had a couple that were discovered last year that were well within a few, maybe, oh, three or 4,000 miles of the Earth. But what would really start to break up in the atmosphere, Romy, would be the area about 62 miles above the Earth. That's where, of course, space actually begins. So we have the Scott family, the Carey family, and Jose's family all. Uh, your tickets will be downstairs in the lounge at next break when I can run these down. Uh, but how about the next set for people that can't get to 16th Street and Northern this Saturday morning? We'll mail you uh, two passes for the next uh, five people to just text in State Parks to 411-923. And we'll send you two passes, good for one adult and one child each. So a family of four would be covered at uh, any of the 35 state parks where there is a per-person fee, or it'll cover the vehicle. You could stack nine people inside your car and get in with the per-vehicle pass. So text 411-923, the next five families. Obviously, send us your address. We need to know where to send these tickets. Um, We'll get them dropped in the mail later today. So we kept Dr. Sky on for another segment because – I didn't get all the information I was looking for, and we were going to break. So asteroid 4 to 10 million miles away, not a big deal. Nope. 3,000 miles, still not breaking the atmosphere. What What's that critical point where it breaks the atmosphere? What, what distance well, are we 
look well, at. Well, Romy, if you and I were to go up into space, 62 miles is considered that Kármán line, as they call it in space, meaning that's the transition between the atmosphere and outer space. So 62 miles. 62 miles, which isn't really much. I mean, you drive for, it's what, it's, it's less the drive than Phoenix, let's say, to uh, Tucson to go to outer space. But the point is, depending on the size of the object, you would start to see some of this, the Earth's atmosphere, of course, the frictional heating that would be on the front edge or the leading edge of these objects. The smaller, the better, of course. But if we go back 65 million years ago and look at a six or seven kilometer wide object, believe me, I'm sure, and I wasn't there, nor were you, nor were the listeners, this object maybe started to break apart well before that line. But where the heating is taking place, this would be hellacious. And not to scare people this morning, the good news is, of all the objects that we hear about, there's nothing that we know of that's, you know, directly, at least that's what we're told, going to hit the Earth anytime soon. And most of these asteroids, this is the strange part, a lot of these asteroids were discovered not until after the closest approach. Go scratch your head, folks, on that, because that means if the object were to have come close to the Earth or hit the Earth, this particular asteroid group is discovered after its close approach. So we didn't have any warning of anything impending like that. Interesting. Well, how many light years is the known universe? Well, we could go on. Here's, here's the simple answer this morning. If it's 13.5 billion years when it was created, we're looking on side to side from the expansion now. We're probably looking at over 50 billion light years easily from edge to edge with all the expansion. And remember the funny part, when I was talking to your dad here on the show, I was telling people that the speed of light, which we talk about in some 186,282 miles per second, that's a hard-to-understand number. So in regular Earth terms, in miles per hour, the speed of light is 670 million miles an hour, which puts it into perspective because right now as you look at the planet Jupiter of those planets that I talked about, Romy, it's about 520 million miles. So even in one hour's time by light speed, it would only go out 670 million miles only. <laughs> so <laughs> you're saying the chances of getting hit, you know, there, there's a lot of factors in that. There's a lot well, of space. There's, <laughs> right. There's many, many factors. But the good news, so everybody rest and rest assured this beautiful Saturday morning, is nothing that we know of with great specificity. And by the way, real quick, the asteroid, I mean, excuse me, the comet that's the parent of this Perseid meteor shower that we've been watching, we were just up in Sedona doing our big event up at the Sedona Rouge, well attended, and thank you folks for showing up. But the parent comet of all those meteors is a comet called Swift-Tuttle. And of all the objects that are known, this is the object that passes closest to the Earth on a regular basis, but still, there's no impact indicator for an exact year. Some were saying that in the year 21st century, or excuse me, in the year 21-something, this object could strike the Earth. And if it were, you don't want a comet nucleus striking. They're usually 5 to 10 miles in diameter, maybe up to 25 miles. And they're traveling faster than most bullets, faster than, let's say, people who know, you know, calibers. 308-223 travels very quickly. So the point is, comets are really the fastest objects moving through the solar system. But no, no worry right there. We're, we're in good shape, at least we think, for our lifetime. So what is the differential between a comet and an asteroid? Is it size? Is it speed? Is It's really where they came from. The comets sit way out. And if we looked at planet as a Pluto, I mean, if we look at Pluto as an old planet, now a dwarf, way beyond that, there's, an, there's a big band of material called the Oort cloud named after this Danish astronomer. It's literally at the far edge of the solar system. Most of these little dormant frozen snowballs, as they used to call them, sit out there. Asteroids, for the most part, are remnants of something that happened 
maybe a collision, something, or the, the remaining particles of the solar system creation between Mars and Jupiter. The comets have an icy surface on them, and they may also, Romy, have some of the building blocks of life on them. So the comets are way far out in the solar system, and they travel at great speeds once they get pulled in by gravity. Asteroids, there's so many of them, and that's the good and bad news. They usually lie within that orbit. The plane of their orbit is between Mars and Jupiter, but they're moving through the solar system at random with different groups at different speeds. So it's a pretty busy highway out there, don't you think? Whew. It, it's, it's a very fascinating uh, world you live in. Uh, well, it's it, an amazing world we all live in, Romy, because <laughs> let me say this. You were just talking before about the beauty of the night sky. And you know something? I originally came from the New York City area where I did a lot of my broadcast stuff many, many years ago. That was ancient history. But here in Arizona, wow, well, what's there not to love? Even if we're deep in a monsoon, as you guys were talking about the beauty of the clouds and stuff. And hey, I want to mention real quick, we've got two more amazing events. We've got the Dolly Steamboat for those folks. I keep hearing this. People tell me, and thank you and your family on the show, because the response has been great. Saturday, September the 29th, and Saturday, October the 27th. And I think the 29th one is getting pretty full. But wasn't that amazing? I mean, it's just a great place to see the sky if you're that close to city light and you can't travel to, let's say, the Grand Canyon. It's a beautiful place, uh, Arizona, and needless to say, it's just I'm just lucky to be part of it, and it's just an amazing place to be, right, Romy? And so that's the Dolly Steamboat in the uh, mm -hmm. um, Canyon Lake. Canyon Lake. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and we do the cruises uh, monthly out there, and we're just told by popular demand people seem to enjoy it, not only from my show here on KTAR, but, of course, your legacy show. And congratulations to you and your family for being here on this radio station, a great station, of course, for the longevity here. What, 30 plus, almost 30 years, am I correct? This is that? the 30th. Well, congratulations. That's amazing. Well, thank you, sir, and thanks for your Saturday uh, time, you know, your Saturday morning to enlighten us uh, or darken us. <laughs> I like the first category better. <laughs> On what we'll see in the night skies and... Mm -hmm. Uh, it's drsky.com? Yes, but I actually go to the ktar.com uh, website because the more the current information that I have is right off the blog there for Dr. Sky. And so many interesting things we write about there. Plus, you can get a free download of a star chart and also look, look at the satellite map. So when you go out in your backyard, Romy, and you're cooking or people listening, and they can say, hey, in 10 minutes over the top of my barbecue grill, the space station is going to come. You become an instant wizard of the sky. And most of your guests are going to be going, how the heck did you know that? And, of course, you'll be the shining star learning about satellite passages if you check that out at ktar.com for the Dr. Sky blog. I'm writing it down. That's, that's my to-do on the next break. Thank there you, you go, sir. Brother. Have a good day. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you. So a little bit of clarity on the Mars uh, full moon tomorrow night. We appreciate you. Coming in, he was in a very loud restaurant last night, and we were kind of joking about why. What is it about restaurants that they just they've got to always be so loud? You never just go enjoy a quiet meal. But he went outside, and we talked about it, and I said, "Just you know, let me tell me what is going to happen." And he started going through all the details about the Mars and the time passing and the distance. I think, yeah, this is too much. We're just going to have to have you on So live. was Mars visible when you saw that last night? Or No, it but wasn't? it prompted the, just looking at the moon, it prompted that, hey, isn't Mars supposed to be really big and look as big as the full moon? And that was July 31st, because I went out in my driveway, and fortunately the monsoon storms were between, but I had a clear sky, and it was bright red. 
And he said, that's Mars. No other planet looks like that. It's so, amazing. So did you buy the glasses for the big solar eclipse no. a couple weeks before that? I, I, I did not, no. <laughs> when it comes to solar eclipses, you know, I go back to when I was in third grade, they were teaching us how to use two sheets of paper, put a pinhole through it for a solar eclipse, and you can watch it from there. Um, it's not as exciting. I'd rather go up to Flagstaff and see it on the, on the big telescope. Uh, up at Lowell Observatory. Uh, yeah. You know, there's no one good website for everything you can do in Arizona. So we were talking, we had the Arizona Game and Fish elk bugling. That was off their website. We were talking about the Lost Dutchman full moon hike, Karshner Cavern sunset hike. That came off of Arizona State Park's website. Well, visitarizona.com has a 13-page front and back printout listing of all the things just in the next month that are going around the state. Uh, one in particular in Tucson. If you are, when we go into September, it'll be landscape month here at Rosiana House following our home maintenance calendar. And our first article talks about where to go look in Arizona. If you are designing or remodeling your landscape or you've got an area of your yard yet to be developed, you want to do a little cactus garden or a little water feature, whatever the case, places you can go see incredible landscapes, botanical gardens, the Xeriscape Garden, and one on that list is the Tucson's Desert Museum, and they have an annual plant sale coming up. You can go to desertmuseum.org. I have not been there. I'm going to make a point when we're down there for the Saba Home Show to go spend a day at the Desert Museum because everyone that has been there says it. it is, no matter where in Arizona you are, it's worth a day drive just to go see Tucson's Desert Museum. So they have a big plant sale coming up. There's a Camp Verde's Colonial Daughter Contest. I'm guessing that's a... Uh, a costume contest of the old days. You've got uh, the sixth annual Taste America weekend going on at Shadow Mountains in Phoenix. It, it the list just goes on and on. Sixth annual Wilcox Flyer bike ride. You know, it, it there is so much to do, and this is the time of year that we can really get out and enjoy it. And we'll be sending uh, y'all as many of our listeners as we can with Arizona State Parks passes. So while you're out and about. You can go see some of one of any one of our great 35 state parks here in Arizona, a compliment of the Arizona State Park and Sue Black. We appreciate y'all providing these for our listeners. And it's it's about due time to get the state parks back in. I think we're about on our six, eight week interval. We need we need an update here. Yeah. Three weeks ago, well, three months ago, the state parks were open, but you know, there were no campfires or anything. But thanks to a, a very healthy monsoon. Things are back to some normalcy. And when we went to our annual summer camping trip, we go for a week, and that's always been a what forest can you have fires in? So mm -hmm. we've we've ended up, and we always try and go someplace new. We never want to go to the same place again. Just you know, a sense of adventure. Finding the camp spot is half of the adventure, and finding new places. Well, we went deep into the White Mountains knowing there was a fire restriction, but thinking if there's any place that's going to have a chance of rain and the restrictions lifted so we could have a little campfire, it's going to be the White Mountains. Well, that never happened. This is the only time I've been in the woods four or five days in a row without a campfire. But what we did get to do instead is at 
dark, we would get the spotlight and we would just drive the country road spotlighting. And the White Mountains feel like the old day of the White Mountains. There was after the Wallow Fire. The Wallow Fire. Um, you know, it, it, it was like scorched earth. But, I mean, we, we tried to start a list of all the wildlife we saw. We saw turkeys. We saw the Mexican wolf. We saw, we saw a Mexican wolf we in did. the wild. Wow. Yeah, I've never seen one. You know what? It was daylight, and he was in the same spot two days in a row stalking uh, the cattle in the field. Uh, we saw a fox. We saw tons of birds. We saw antelope. I mean, the amount of wildlife we saw, it felt like the good old days of the White Mountains. And that time spotlighting at night, something the kids had never done before, coming from Louisiana, that's just something. That's what you do on a Friday night in a little spotlighting with a bow. A couple of adult pops <laughs> and just uh, you know maybe a line in the water, and you might get lucky, catch a fish or two. Okay, so if you're going to see the elk bugling and you hear a bugle like this, please call us immediately because we want to see it. That, that would be fascinating. I mean, give him a record contract, too. Saturday morning at Rosie on the House here in this great state of Arizona. We've talked about everything you can do in and around the state and all the different websites. You, we do post uh, the highlight of those events at rosieonthehouse.com tonight. You know, there was no fireworks in uh, Prescott, so they've moved it to tonight with the uh, 40th anniversary celebration. So you can get that at rosieonthehouse.com. If you missed your fireworks this 4th of July, you can get up to Prescott tonight and enjoy a spectacular display. You can also click on Staycation in the menu tab, and we're taking entries right now for the La Posada in Winslow. That event will be uh, September first, uh, 21st weekend. You'll have a $250 Visa gift card for food and gas while you're on the road. We've got an Arizona Highway swag bag. Uh, you get a Sphinx Date Ranch, Date Ranch gift basket, uh, always uh, a huge highlight, a lot of local Nuts and produce and... Something to munch on on the way to Winslow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I should say, folks, it, if you've never been to La Posada or even heard of the hotel, register for this trip. I'll keep your fingers crossed. You're going to love this place. It's got a ton of uh, Arizona history and a ton of Hollywood history. Oh, wait. Ooh. What's that? Oh, is it over already? Did we already draw that one? Oh. We may have already drawn. Because we draw on the 15th. Yeah, and I, it is. So, oh, so, okay, so, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rewind a little All bit. All of that stuff is still the <laughs> true for the next winter in October. Uh, but uh, you're going to the Jerome Grand Hotel, which is a oh, fabulous. Even better. Yeah, just as good. I don't say any, even better. Each hotel in each town has its own unique uh, personality, too. And it's, if you're an early morning person, this is the hotel to be in. You're on the side of a mountain. And you want a uh, window view. You want the east side of the hotel because you're on the east slope of the mountains, the Bradshaws. And when that sun comes up, your view of the plains across the entire valley, Birdie valley. 
to the other side of, of the mountains is yeah. just a fabulous morning. It was the the first stop on Amanda and I's honeymoon. We did the Jerome Grand Hotel for a couple of days, and we jumped over the mountains and stayed at the Hacienda and Prescott for a few days. And the the Asylum restaurant there at the Grand Hotel, because it was formerly an insane asylum that they turned into this hotel, is just a, a fabulous place to dine, and it's a so is the food crazy good? <laughs> uh. Nice, crazy good, yes. And there's a lot of great places. There's the burger joint there in Jerome. That's oh, the haunted hamburger. Distance. Oh, you will find me there if I'm in Jerome. You, you, that's easy. You you'll find me there on the patio. Oh, on the patio. It's work, wait the 20 extra minutes to get a patio seat. Yeah, but you do have eight seats that have a. Um, uh, a little table in front of you, and you have a straight shot view of the Verde Valley mm-hmm. overlooking the town. It's, oh man, Jerome's so cool. So that's where our winter for October will going, and that is the first and twenty second, October twenty first, twenty second weekend. We draw for that September fifteenth. So you have between now and September fifteenth, enter to win. The only place you can do that is at RosieOnTheHouse dot com, and all of these things have one thing in common: your Arizona Staycation starts 51st Avenue, just south of Glendale at Sanderson Ford, where you pick up your vehicle of choice from their test lot for the weekend. We've had people take everything from, here's the one I didn't get, a Fiesta. You get a a vehicle for the weekend, and if you're going to pick a car, you pick the Fiesta over a Mustang? Gas mileage, well, (laughs) gas mileage incredible. (laughs) Hey, you got a $250 gift card. That. Gas mileage or not, it'd take a lot to burn through a $250 worth of gas That's on a true. weekend. But unless you're like Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> that Mustang, he's already, by the time you say, which car would you like? Rosie's in the car and he's five blocks down the road. Uh, Mustang, <laughs> and I'd take Safford up to Hannigan's Meadow on the 191 with the top down. Uh, but there's also the Ford Platinum F-150, which is an incredible vehicle. I got to drive one for about a week while they were servicing one of my trucks. Uh, just a, a incredible ride, and the difference. So I went from an '85 F-150 to an '04 F-150. Well, the difference from those '04s to those '18s now is more significant than the '85 to '04. They are incredible machines. So, so Sanderson Ford uh, Arizona Staycation. Sign up only at RosieOnTheHouse.com/travelaz.